now tapped in with the introspective father and son duo. Last name may be strange, but never strangers to the game. Adjust the listening devices and keep it live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ay, coming in, yeah. Flex, I just wanna win, yeah. LABB, who we running with, yeah. 2233, I'm on 10 again, yeah. State your name. Hello, and welcome to another installment of No Strangers to the Game. I'm Ja, and that's Troy. Um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about being yourself. But first, <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, how was your week and your Halloween weekend? My week was pretty interesting. I had some projects um, working on. Uh, I had to clear up some things and make sure that um, they're ready to go and crossing my T's, dotting my I's. So uh, in some ways, it was a little, little tense in that regard. Uh, as far as the weekend... I didn't do anything regarding Halloween. We did uh, take a trip to to your grandmother's in, in LA, hung out over there for a little bit, and uh, you know just chilled. So um, my week was a little tense. Uh, weekend kind of relaxing, didn't do a whole lot. How about you? Uh, pretty good. I think my week was busy, but in but in a good way. As in, I was actually getting stuff done. I was moving around, but I got a lot accomplished, so that's good. And I think as we're getting close to the end of the semester, it probably may be more of that, but I guess it's, you know, getting it done, so. Right, so I, I know I started a new internship with the NBA, right? Yeah, tomorrow, first meeting tomorrow, so. How you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, excited, but I think that there is a slight nervousness of like, and, and 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 that's the for me that's a difficult balance of interning is hey you're expected to come in there you're not expected to know everything you're expected to come in there learn ask questions but at the same time you don't want to go in there asking a million questions they're like man we we got an intern who don't know nothing you know what I mean so I think I'm I'm nervous about that balance of wanting to soak up as much information as it can but also seeming like I'm competent but you know I figure it out as I go. Man, you you'll be all right. You you're pretty uh, intelligent, sharp, and figuring out how to adapt to situations. And I think you know a lot more than you probably imagine. Um, the terminology may or may be different, but in terms of kind of what you're doing, I think you'll probably have a pretty good insight and be able to adapt to it. So you should be all right. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. So today we're going to be talking about being yourself. And I know um, the quote we kind of had was if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything um, but i really wanted to start off by just really helping our audience and really ourselves understand what what does it mean to be yourself because i think sometimes being yourself can be blurred because so much of who we are is comprised of the things we've seen since you know childhood or since we were born how do you know when you're being yourself versus hey this is things that i these are things that I've grown up with or that have just been a part of me because of, you know, what I was surrounded by. How do you know when you're truly being yourself? I think when you truly being yourself, you feel a sense of peace. You feel at ease. You don't go in kind of stressed and you're not always, you know, kind of on edge because you're comfortable in the space that you're in because that's the space you're supposed to be in. That's you being authentic to who you are. You know, like some people grow up and their parents have these certain expectations for them and the child never fully becomes comfortable with who they are. And they're always on edge and it may lead them to go out and do things that are not to their best interest, whether it be drugs, alcohol, 
alcohol and different type of things that um, probably shouldn't do. So to me, when you're yourself, you're at peace, you're relaxed and, you know, doesn't mean that you're perfect. It just means that I'm at ease in the situation that I'm in and the space that I'm in. And it's more likely because I'm comfortable with who I am and truly being myself. I always think about that because, and I just, I don't know why I was just thinking about this at this moment, but Mowgli in the Jungle Book, right? Mm -hmm. He was raised by wolves from birth because he got separated from his family or whatever. He was raised by wolves and he grew up, you know, thinking he was a wolf. And he, it wasn't until he saw something different when he actually saw humans, you know, that came into the jungle where he was like, I'm not a wolf. You know, things started to kind of get confusing for him. So that leads me to believe how much of it is actually, how much of who we are is decided by what we see around us? Well, I think, I think a good portion of it is. I think, you know, probably a majority of that is decided by, you know, what you experience, your surroundings. But there's also that innate thing when, you know, you saw the Mowgli, when he looked and he'd say, wait a minute, I look more like that than I look like, you know, these lions or these animals that were nurturing me, right? Yeah. Even though I'm comfortable here and I, this is my upgrading, that looks more familiar. That looks more like what I should be doing than what I'm doing. And it may be uncomfortable when you become yourself from being something that you were taught or, you know, that you experienced in your surrounding. So sometimes becoming your true self may be a little bit difficult because you've been taught something other than that. Does that make sense? And then once you begin to uh, move away from that discomfort, you realize, okay, this is the more natural way of doing things. Kind of like when you're uh, in sports, right? If you've been doing something a certain way and it became comfortable, it may not be the correct way to do a jump or a run or sprint. In order to break that habit, it becomes uncomfortable, right? Because you're used to doing it a certain way. Didn't mean it was good, it was just the way I did it. And then when you break that habit, it becomes uncomfortable until you begin to do it to the point of, okay, now I'm not, I feel more natural doing it. So it's breaking that habit or way of doing something, which allows you to become more comfortable in what the way you should be doing something. And I, I don't, I mean, guess bringing it more back to the real world. Another example I have of something like that is I have a few friends that are adopted, right? And they were, let's say a black kid adopted by two white parents. And so I guess they grow up acting white, whatever that means, but they grow up acting a certain way. And it's, you know, when they come around a different group of people and experience something different, it does kind of throw them into this kind of confusing space of where it's like, they look, I look and almost, I guess, innately and more drawn to this group of people, but it's hard to almost completely throw out, you know, all you've known for your entire life. Um, so I can imagine that's be, that's gotta be tough. And I think that leads me to my next question is there's so there's a process of learning how to be yourself because I think as I mean you know this better than I do but after you leave your home right and obviously you grew up with your mother and father or you know whoever grew up in your household there's so much that you get from them and you act a certain way around them and it just becomes who you are but when you go out on your own you really learn that I can now start to choose who I want to be how do you I mean what, what's the process like of making those choices literally every day of like this is who I'm going to be now. Well, you're experiencing that now. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to ask me. So essentially you say, okay, this is the way I've always done things. This is what has worked for me on one hand. And maybe this over here, I haven't had as good experiences. So I may try something different and say, hmm, okay, I can do 
whatever this task is or exercise a certain way other than the way I was taught at home. I can cook chicken differently than what my mom taught me. You yeah. know, it may or may not be better, but I can experiment and get the chance to see, okay, well, mom's way was probably better way of doing it than the way I do it or what have you. So it's, it's that experimental stage where you begin to find yourself. You know, you're taught and you're given a set of rules and guidelines by your parents or whoever uh, who, who brings you and, and rears you. But you also have to figure out, you know, where am I most comfortable? Because, and, and not just being comfortable for the sake of being comfortable, but comfortable in a sense of who I am and what works for me so that I, I can truly be authentic uh, to myself. It's funny because um, when you talked about doing things the way, you know, mom did it or whatever, mom always, you know, I always knew how to do laundry. I knew how to do it, but I only knew how to do it the way mom did because that's how she taught me and that's all she wanted me to do in her home. So when I moved out, I started doing laundry by myself. I was like, you know, I'm the type of person that I don't believe it until you prove it to me. <laughs> so yeah, I know that. <laughs> so I remember one time I was doing laundry and I'm like, why do we separate the clothes? Why do we need to get them in different groups of color? So I was like, I'm gonna wash my white, my white clothes with my colored clothes. I was out. like, I wanted them to be white. So I threw some bleach in there and <laughs> my white clothes came out pink. I said, okay, well, <laughs> yeah. that's why we do that. Um, so I think that's a funny story about talking about like the experimental stage. I think some people actually end up going back to what, you know, they knew because it's either comfortable or find out it just made sense. Yeah. Um, well, you, you, you find out sometimes <laughs> I was to say, you don't learn the lesson. You can learn it the easy way by be telling you and go out there and figure it out on your own, but you'll, you'll figure it out and you'll get some clarity sooner or later. But there are things that I think you like. We grew up doing because, like I said, our parents or whoever raised you just kind of enforced that. And then as you move away, you may say that, you know, that's not the best way of doing it or that don't even make sense. One thing that always stuck out to me, as I, I know you remember this. I know you remember this. I remember gra uh, Granny and even Mom kind of had it a little bit. It was like, you don't sweep outside. You don't sweep on Sundays or something like that. And I remember being like, well, why not? You know what I mean? Well, Granny you don't was sweep outside. You don't sweep out the door on, on at, after dark or something. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. And I remember Granny enforced that. Like I, she was like, you can't sleep now. You got to get up in the morning and do it. I'm like, what? <laughs> and she was like, I finally asked her, why is that? And she was like, well, you know, back in the day, the clan used to come around and, you know, you had to be indoors. And I'm like, okay. And for that time and space, hey, I completely understand. <laughs> that was, that was a, that was a great reason to do that. But Times have changed a little bit. I think we can, I think we can do things a little different now. So that's one example of those kind of, you know, hey, we can maybe switch this up a little bit. Yeah, it's just habits. Habits are hard to break. And sometimes even when they don't make sense or add up to you, you just think, I've always done it. Yeah. It almost become a superstition. You know, um, as an athlete, I know I have my little superstitions. And so you do certain things and you just do it because it, you were successful at one point and you look back over your day or leading up to that point and you say, okay, these are the things I did. I need to keep that routine. I need to keep doing that because, you know, I think that's what made me successful at that point. Yeah. And so you just develop these superstitions and these habits that you continue doing even when they don't necessarily mean much or even work. <laughs> yeah. I think this next, this next point I wanna make or a question I wanna ask, whatever you wanna, however you wanna look at it. It's tough to visualize or even conceptualize because I think it's it's 
All right, let me just ask you. So can you ever truly be yourself given societal expectations and social norms? And what I mean by that is obviously we grow up, you know, we've grown up in, you've grown up in the U.S. your whole life. I've grown up in the U.S. my whole life. There are ways of doing things in the United States or in Southern California, even more in general or more uh, specific um, that just have become a part of us. Right. Mm -hmm. But there are obviously people who are born and it's just like they out there, you know, they're, they're way different than everyone else. And so it's like, can they ever truly be themselves given the social norms of, you know, where you grow up? and the societal expectations. Like for one example is education, right? We talked about, you know, if you're 15 years old, you, I mean, not everyone wants to go to high school or feels that that's who they are is to, to get educated. That may not be them at all. And I mean, I guess you can kind of drop out, but we don't, as we know, societal expectations tell you, you go to school till you're 18 at the very least. But can you really ever follow your own heart and be true to yourself given some of the societal expectations and norms? Yeah, I think you can. I think those societal expectations help you to begin to see yourself. These are the things I like. These are the things I don't like. And you begin to learn more about who you are. You know, until you have those experiences, you don't really know what you like, what you don't like, because you've never experienced it. Yeah. So I think absolutely you can become truly authentic to yourself. And that's part of your growing and maturing is learning that through the experiences that you have, the expectations on society. Um, some of them may be extreme. Some of them may make sense. Some of them may not make sense at all. But I think that's how you begin to develop and learn yourself and become true to who you are. And as you get older, you see people are more like, look, I, this is who I am. Yeah. You know, the older you get, the less you're thinking about what somebody else said. You know, yeah. you're just like, well, that ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> you know, and your mom and all, I always have this, you know, running joke that, you know, once I hit a certain age, she said, I don't want you to be one of them old men wearing your sandals with your black socks <laughs> pulled all the way up. You know, this old dude just grow up and you look at him and you're like, this dude does not care. <laughs> he, he you good. on your way. You on your way. <laughs> you know, so you just kind of like, this is who I am. I'm comfortable with it. And what everybody else think really don't matter. Yeah. And so... I think those are those norms, those expectations help to shape you to figure out who you are because you come here not necessarily knowing who you are and you learn that over time throughout your journey and your process. And it's funny because as I wrote or as I thought about that question, um, I was like, I, I had the same response. I was like, yeah, you can, you know, you can always find a way to be yourself, but I do think it makes it a lot more difficult when there is kind of more strict societal expectations and social norms around you. Um, I think it's just, it becomes one of those things. I think in the long term, a lot of people end up figuring it out, but it may be way down the road as opposed to when you're 14, 15 year old. Like, for example, I had, you know, luckily you were different and you raised me to, Hey, you, you find what you're passionate about and then you make money doing that. Or you find, you find a way to make a living doing that. Whereas I think, you know, in a lot of households, it's a lot different. Uh, you know, you go and you're going to go to college and you're going to major in something that is going to make you some money. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not, no, no this got to, this got to, this has to make sense. Um, and that can be tough for a lot of people. And I think a lot of kids, I know kids in college that I, I went to college with, that was like, they hated their major. They hated doing what they were doing. And I was talking to them like, they're going to be miserable doing the job that they get. And I'm like, this don't sound like it at all. And I can just see it now that, you know, 10 years, 15 years down the road, if they didn't been in the job for years, they'd be 
sit there and say, I hate this. But because of the societal expectations and norms that were placed on them at a younger age, it made it so much more difficult for them to be true to themselves, um, you know, in the long run. Uh, but I, but like you said, I do think it's possible. It just may take longer. Well, not only that, it takes courage to be yourself because sometimes being yourself may be so different that people look at you as an oddball mm. and you know, you have to have courage to say, you know what, regardless of what other people think, this is who I am, this is what I'm doing. As long as I'm not hurting others, um, I'm okay. Yeah. And so um, that's a part of it too, is having the courage, even when your parents or someone says you should be going in a direction and you're not, it's not something you want. It takes courage to go against, you know, somebody who's raised you, you know, took care of you and say, hey, you know what, dad, mom, I don't wanna do that. This is what I wanna do. You know, you go from being, and I've seen people who've had high paying jobs as far as professionals or doctors, or lawyers, and just say, you know what, I want to go be a painter. In fact, about eh, about 20 years ago, I went to New York when I was in school at UCLA uh, in the urban planning program. And we took a trip to see some of the different communities in New York. And there was these three guys that had started their business. I think one was an accountant, uh, one was an attorney, and one was engineer or something but they love graffiti. So they really stopped those professions and they started a company doing graffiti where they would do graffiti for commercials and different type of corporate um, events in which they were able to make a living. But what I'm saying is that they went through the process and they did what everybody expected them to do. And then ultimately their love and their heart was in doing graffiti. Now, I don't know what they're doing now, but it was just something that I thought was pretty cool and unique to say like, wow, you just stepped away from something you spent probably a lot of time, energy and money um, obtaining to do something that you love. And, and you gotta be willing to accept what comes with that too. Sometimes it don't always come and work out the way that you would hope or think it would. But if you're happy and passionate about what you do, I think, you know, they work themselves out. One of the interesting things you said just then in all of that was uh, as long as you're not hurting anybody, right? Mm -hmm. That seems to be the kind of, I mean, you kind of do what you want, be who you are as long as it's not hurting anybody. But I think that line, not hurting anybody can be taken, you know, that can be a bit of a slippery slope in terms of the way the, the way people can view it. And so the the, the question I had is, Where's the line of being a good person, you know, within our society and with our community and making sure you're doing, I guess, your societal duties um, and then being true to yourself if, you know, who you are is really not any of that. You know what I'm saying? Well, for me, if you decide I want to go live in the desert and I can take care of myself, I wasn't asking nobody to pay for it and I was able to live off the land, you're not hurting anybody. You're not taking anything from anyone. No one has to take care of you. If you can handle that, then to me, I don't think that's a problem. I mean, it's different, but it's not, I don't think it's a problem. I don't even have a problem with it. You know, I would probably question, you know, why you want to do it that way. But other than that, if you're good with it and it works, you know, I may disagree with how and why, but at the end of the day, that's your choice. Okay, well, let's take it a step further. You talked about the guys who do graffiti and they, and they love doing that. What if, I mean, there are people who can't stand graffiti. They hate it and it irks them to their core. So going back to that line, as long as you're not hurting anybody, my being says, hey, I love to graffiti big murals on the side of buildings. And I think they're beautiful. And there are probably other people who think they're beautiful. 
but can I do that? Can I be true to myself in that sense without hurting other people in our society? Well, they have now in different areas and urban spaces where they allow you to come and paint murals and do those type of things. Um, so I think the two can coexist and they do. You know, the problem is, is when you go and you kind of deface someone else's property and they don't want it there and you choose to do it and now you're crossing the line and hurting someone else or affecting someone else. Um, it may be something you like, but you know, you didn't print this stuff on my wall. I don't want it there. Now I got to have somebody paint it. I got to yeah. take time and money to do that. And you know, you're going on doing something else. And so graffiti has and tagging has added a whole new job, you know, yeah. for cities. And it costs probably hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to go in and paint walls and buildings that have been tagged or, you know, defaced with graffiti or what have you. So, uh, Graffiti is a wonderful thing um, if you find the time, the space to do it where, you know, it doesn't hurt others. Yeah. I think yeah. it's important to note and talk about those that have been true to themselves, not just in spite of societal norms and expectations, but societal rules. You know, those that looked at the rules and said, these aren't right. These don't make sense to me. They're not right to my, you know, in, in, in a lot of cases to my people and stood up knowing the consequences. Mm -hmm. um, I know you said that takes a lot of courage, but I, I just, I guess I question, I wonder how many of people don't do that or haven't been able to do that because of societal norms, expectations, and rules, haven't been able to ever be true to themselves. I would say probably 99% of the people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, because there's expectations and, you know, if many of us do, it's probably when we get to an age where you know, I'm going to say it doesn't matter, but, you know, you're less likely to go out and do something um, grand or, you know, that's cutting edge. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just something I think, and that's what I've always tried to do with you guys, knowing the way that I came up and knowing that, okay, these are the things I want to do and trying to pursue these things, but also having responsibility and obligations. I wanted you guys to be able to say every day when I get up, I'm living a dream. Every day when I get up, I'm doing something I love to do. And I have that energy, I have that adrenaline. And I feel like, you know, every day is, I'm playing. You know, it's just like, I'm, I get up and I go play. Yeah. And to me, your work should feel that way. You know, um, at least the majority of the time, there'll be days when you feel like, eh, I'm tired, I don't feel like it, but I gotta push through. But it's something that you really, really enjoy doing, you're good at, and you're able to sustain yourself doing it. And I appreciate it because I think I'm a lot like you in the sense that we, I wouldn't say we lack discipline, but if we don't feel it's something that we're interested in or at least going to benefit us, it's not something we're probably going to give our all to, you know, um, or at least it's, it's extremely difficult to. And that's the thing is I, I probably would have gone through, I mean, if, if I had, you know, gone be an accountant, gone to school to be an accountant and stuff like that, and that's just not what I love doing. And I probably would have been good at it. I would have made some decent money, but I probably would have been miserable every day I woke up and never would have reached my full potential because that's not what I wanted to do. So I appreciate that because that wouldn't have went well for me at all. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have went well for me. <laughs> I'm like, man, you got to go figure that out. <laughs> yeah. So, but as we talk about standing for something or falling for anything, I think that obviously fits into this conversation mm -hmm. a lot because, you know, when you're talking about being true to yourself, 
but but I want to go back to what we talked about. When being true to yourself is in direct conflict with, I guess, like what other what a lot of other people think or what society tells you the rules are. I know you said courage, and that's the simple mm-hmm. answer, right? It's just be mm-hmm. brave. But in practicality, how do you how do you stay true to yourself in the face of all of that? Well, first you gotta you gotta look at your values. You know, what are my values? What do I value most? What are those things that I can say if someone came to me and asked me to compromise on this issue? My answer is absolutely no. Whatever that may be, there are some things that I say. You know what? They're important. However, I can I can do without. You know what I mean? I don't. That's not something that's a make or break or a deal breaker for me. So I can go with or without. But there are certain things that you have to set your values and your standards and say, no, I, I don't compromise those. Anything under that line, you know, it's up for discussion. I may not change or budge. It all depends on the situation. So you have to understand who you are. You have to have your value system defined and knowing that here's the line I don't cross. Uh-huh. And, and over time, as you grow and mature and as you learn more, you may evolve and you may change but you always want to have a value system so that you know how to gauge if doing something is going to cost you more than what you're willing to pay. And that's the key. It's funny because as all these, I guess, protests and, you know, the calls for social justice have been going on for the past, you know, few months. Um, one of the, one of the quotes that I saw is actually kind of like a combination of a few quotes, but it was really interesting to me and said, if it means that much to you, be the change you wish to see in the world or die trying. <laughs> it's funny because that's a bunch of, but it's, it's true because if it means that much to you, if, if your very being tells you that this is incorrect and it's something that you want to fight for, do it regardless of the cost. Because, and then I, I it's funny because I flipped to this and I, I, I love this line in the Black Panther where he said, um, I remember Sachala and uh, Killmonger were going at it and he finally had, you know, killed him or was a, he was dying basically. And he said, would you like us to save you? You know, he's like, He's like, no, because you probably just put me in prison anyway. Um, and then he has the quote, I think the quote, one of the quote of the centuries in the movie where he says, uh, uh, what does he say? He said, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors for, for that bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships for they knew death was better than bondage. And I think that's key. And that's key because like we talk about being true to yourself, especially in the face of a lot of adversity, you have to understand what's at stake, but understand why that should mean that much to you. Yeah, I I had some experiences, not to that degree, death, you know, but (laughs) where I had to challenge myself and I had to challenge others where I, you know, kind of stood alone. And I knew that if I don't make this decision and don't do what I feel is important and, 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 and not compromising my value system, I won't be able to live with myself. Yeah. And that's the thing is that when you go and you do those things, it, it's not about what others are going to say and think about you. It's about how do you think and how do you feel about yourself after you made that decision to compromise your value system. And that becomes the challenge more so than somebody looking upon you negatively. It's like, damn, I, I let myself down. Uh-huh. You know, I did something that I was adamantly opposed to and I let somebody talk me into doing it. Um, and I've had experiences growing up where I did things that I knew I shouldn't have done, but because others said, let's do it. And you wanted to try to be 
you know, in the cool crowd, you did things. But as I learned and I said, I said, you know, I don't feel good when I do something that I know is not in my best interest. And, you know, I'm doing it because somebody, I don't, I don't like that feeling. And I, I like to be able to go home at night, lay down and feel at peace and yeah. not have those restless nights and, you know, things on my mind because I'm not living true to who I am. So for me, it's always being true to who yourself, regardless of, you know, what's at stake. And it's funny because I, I, I know we touched on this a little bit last episode, but like we talk about, I think the most successful people, the most happy people in our society are the ones who are being themselves. And a lot of times are the ones that are even break those barriers, become the most successful. And like I said, the most happy. So it has that's its how, benefits. That's how you on the cutting edge. I mean, the Wright brothers, I mean, when they said we want to fly, I bet people looked at them like these, I need to lock them up, man. They <laughs> but they had a vision. And sometimes when you have a vision and you're the only one see it, you're considered crazy. I mean, they yeah. said the same thing about, you know, Steve Jobs and all these people who have done things that are cutting edge and that have changed the world. You know, they saw things that other people couldn't see. And the most difficult part about that is that it doesn't come always when you consider it and when you imagine it. You have to work through it. And a lot of times there's failures involved in that. And people look at you and laugh and say, see, I told you that one go work. But in your mind and in your heart, you're like, I know, I just something about this, mm -hmm. I gotta keep trying until yeah. they break through. I've heard a lot of um, uh, successful people have those stories of many, many failures to the point of giving up. And then they had that one breakthrough to keep them going and they were able to overcome and you know reach the level of success that they were able to reach. But they had to be true to themselves and they had to look at things and you know take those risks and sacrifice to be able to accomplish what they were setting out to accomplish. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's facts. And I, um, that's on a grand scale, right? We're talking about right. changing the world and changing everything, but let's bring it back down to a little bit of a micro scale and just raising your family. Now I'm not married. I don't have children, but you have done that. You've raised where well, you're raising kids and you are married. Talk about being yourself while being, you know, I guess really tied to someone else and, and in a relationship. Well, you still got to be true to yourself the same way. You got to know that these are certain things I'm willing to compromise. These are certain things I'm not. But it comes up to, it comes to having that mirror posed at your face and you can see things and learn a lot about yourself by being in such a close relationship with someone else, particularly marriage. Because, you know, over the years, you know, you get that mirror held up to your face and say, this is what you look like. Do you like, do you like what that looks like? Do you like what you see in the mirror? And sometimes it ain't pretty. You look at it like, hey, I'm, I'm kind of jacked up. <laughs> but at the same time, you got to be willing to grow and not be so stubborn to the point of where it's like, you know what? Nobody's going to tell me what to do. And that happens on both sides. You know, you and your, your mom and I, we have those days where, you know, we hold those mirrors up. And sometimes it ain't pretty. You know, sometimes hey, you ain't who you thought you were. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I look like that. Uh, and so if you are concerned and considerate and loving of your, your spouse, then you'll be willing to make those changes um, and, 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 and make those adaptations because it's important. You know, it's not easy because, you know, you just kind of grow up in that 20, 21, 23, 24, 25, or however old, you have developed idea of who you are these habits that you have 
and now someone else is kind of showing you let's 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 reconsider that yeah. and that's happening on the other side as well so it's a it's a struggle but it allows you to learn more about yourself and allows you to evolve and grow if you're willing to to do that and it's ongoing i mean even when you get to you know my age we still have things that we probably thought about from day one that we still fight about that we just like we ain't figured out how to get past some of this stuff yeah. and so um but that's part of the, the journey that's part of the growth and development and if you're willing to hang in there you know um it's worth it so and i know so I, I think I can, I, can, I, can, I can get behind that idea of, hey, you know, we compromise on certain things. I may kind of, you know, not change my values, but just try to understand where you're coming from. And even on certain things, we may be able to agree to disagree and that be that what it is. But I think, and I don't know, but as you start to have kids, that's got to be an interesting one because it's like, now what are we instilling in our children if we don't agree on this a topic ourselves? Yeah, we've had those discussions <laughs> Well, I think up to this point, we've done pretty good. I mean, I think you guys came out all right. <laughs> so we, we've had some things in which we disagreed upon and, you know, and we just sat down and we said, okay, I know we don't agree wholeheartedly on this, but if we were to go in this direction, what is it going to hurt? I know you feel a certain way about it. And we just have to look at, okay, if it's not going to cause any damage, I may not think that that's the best way of doing it, but if it's not going to cause any harm, then you know what, let's go in that direction because it's something that at least is not going to hurt, you know? Yeah. Um, and so you just have to really sit down and make those decisions together. And, you know, they're not always easy. And, you know, that's why getting someone that first you love, because uh, you got to be committed. If you don't mm -hmm. love them, you, you, Hey, you'll be out the door real quick. <laughs> it's a lot of work. I mean, marriage is work. Um, like I said, even when it's somebody that you love and you really care about because you're both growing, and you're evolving and you're changing and your dynamics around you are changing jobs and children. So when you two first come together, it's just you two. Now you throw a kid in there. Now you got a whole nother person that's in that relationship. And you throw three of them in there. You got three people in your relationship, not to mention, you know, your surrounding family and all those things. So uh, just being committed and knowing, okay, I'm willing to make whatever the changes that I need to make without compromising my values and who I am. And typically you wouldn't get with someone who would have caused you to compromise your values. They may, you know, you know, stretch you to grow and evolve and improve, but you know, not someone that will cause you to, to change who you are, um, you know, as a person in, in general. Yeah. I think that's a good one, man. And I, it's funny. I think it was, it was, it's weird because the past, I would say even week or so, I've always had this quote in my, in my head, but it's been reoccurring in my head over the past week. And it's crazy because when we were presented with this topic, I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. For the last about week or so, I've had this, it's a small quote, but it's something that I've always thought about. Uh, is be unapologetically you. Uh, real simple, but it's just something that's been on my mind. So I guess those are the last words I'll leave them with. <laughs> yeah, well, um, being unapologetically you is increasingly important. Uh, and I always tell people, I don't care how messed up I may be or how great I may be, there's nobody who can do me better than me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just well, Words to live by. So we appreciate you guys for joining us for another episode of No Strangers to the Game. 
Uh, today we talked about a lot, being yourself, learning how to be yourself, regardless of the circumstances. Um, so once again, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Peace. All right, that'll wrap up today's episode. Glad we could take a moment to put you up on game. We post a new podcast every Sunday morning. Now you know. Peace.